Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Good afternoon, Brittany Bodie. How are you? I am good. How are you, Sam? I'm doing well. My pockets are feeling a little bit lighter. Um, big announcement today. We've invested in a franchise together, you and I. So I spent my lunch hour wiring some cash, <laughs> which is exciting. And also like, whoa, been a, been a year and a half since I did that. So <laughs> I know one of uh, my clients called me and said like, my wife just wired the money and I've got her patched in on the phone. I want to be able to celebrate. And like, I just wired money too. So it's a big celebration day. <laughs> So it's great. Congratulations. I'm excited to be invested with you and with some other really great people. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, my husband just said, so you and Brittany are as officially as married as we are. Mm -hmm. so, you guys now also own a business together, multiple businesses. Yeah. So third venture. Like, yeah. Yeah. Besides real estate and children, we're we're all in here. But I would adopt a baby with you if you're interested. Yes. So. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm excited about this one. I mean, it's a, a B2B concept and that's where my roots are, right? My mom co-founded a B2B franchise brand and it's what I've had a big passion for for many years. And you and I each worked on the development side of some pretty remarkable B2B service-based businesses. So I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have a lot of fun and we've got great folks that are the operating partners in this business and looking forward to seeing all of their success that that they build. Same here. And I think you said great operating partners, and that's such a key when you're going to invest and you don't want to be involved in the day-to-day -day, every day. And I just really trust these people implicitly. And, you know, we're we're investing in my old stomping grounds in Minneapolis. And so I think that that's also exciting for me because I know and love that city. So it's it's a fun time, really exciting. Again, the nervous feeling when you're wiring your own hard-earned money never goes away. <laughs> you know, you never get used to it. It doesn't matter how many times you've done that. There is like that moment of, okay, now here we go again, which but exhilarating all at the same time. Yes. Yep. It's exciting. We're, we're thrilled to be a part of this journey with them. And, and like I mentioned, you know, I love the B2B space. I love anything in B2B. It's something that I'm immediately drawn to. It's always what I'm showing my husband, showing you, hey, these are the things that I want to invest in. And again, it just goes back to my roots. And so we are bringing on some incredible, Incredible franchisees today that come from that system that my mom helped build in JamPro. And so, Sam, I'll let you introduce our guests, but I'm really looking forward to this one today. Yeah, these are three gentlemen that I would venture to guess are probably used to wiring money to franchisors. So, I am really excited to welcome the regional franchise developers for Jan Pro in a few different markets. We have Jay Waldron, Jim Polkovic, and Sean Hassan. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yes, we are so excited to have you guys on today and really just sharing your story. So, Jim, I'm going to start with you. Why don't you walk us through your background and how you got started in franchising? Sure. I went to uh, I went to school in Madison, Wisconsin, which is where Sam is right now, right, Sam? And uh, in engineering, I spent uh, seven years in the Madison area and started a corporate career of 25 years engineering for six and then 17 years with a couple of years of doing something else in food manufacturing. And at the age of that grand old age of 50, I had uh, one of these, Hey, um, it's time for us to move on. Ann and I, through that process, we lived in seven different areas of the country east of the Mississippi. And when we ended up here in the Nashville, Tennessee area, we just absolutely fell in love with it based on then and even now with all the people that are moving here uh it's just a fantastic place to live and uh you know long story short i did not want to move i would have had to move if i wanted to stay in the industry i was in so we decided to buy a business and so here we are seven years later and loving every minute of it that's great uh, so many of our clients share a similar story about you know not wanting to move the family again not wanting to live on the airplanes anymore so I appreciate you sharing your story with us what about you Jay how did you fall into this well my story is a little bit different and this is why I love the Janpro model because I can sit in the same place as Sean and Jim so I, I left high school to end of the ninth grade went home packed my bags and moved out. So I started my first commercial cleaning business when I was 20 years old, uh, and we did that for about 17 years. And because life is short, I sold that business, and I moved to Augusta, Georgia, which I'd never been a day in my life, but there was a GM Pro available there. So my wife trusting me, let us sell everything we owned that we built 17 years building and moved to Augusta, Georgia to start GM Pro. Wow. What an incredible story. I don't think I knew that about you, Jay. And I mean, talk about having guts and leap of faith and supporting your spouse, having your spouse support you. That's pretty incredible. Thanks for sharing with us. Of course. What about you, Sean? How did you end up in the Jam Pro system? Uh, my dad forced me to do it. <laughs> but in all fairness, um, I grew up in San Jose, California, and uh, in 2004, dad bought out Jan Pro of Raleigh, uh, moved across the country with my younger sibling and my mother. And over the course of a year, I'd graduated from UC Davis, uh, then, you know, was in corporate America for about nine months. And my dad said, you know what, I've seen a lot of great regional franchise developers who are family-based businesses. Um, and, you know, a great uh, role model was, you know, the Rush family in Atlanta, the Burns family in Greenville. And just seeing what they did, uh, my father really wanted me to be a part of it. So it was my chance to give back to my mom and dad to say, hey, you know, they've done a great job being immigrants from a third world nation coming to the United States. My dad and mom didn't speak English, uh, you know, right away. 
and they wanted to give a better life to their kids in America. And that's what America is all about. So, uh, you know, they did a good job of that. Now it's my chance to give back to them. That's truly the American dream. And I think it's it's so fantastic to hear how all of your stories and many different roads brought you to the same company. Now, you each own offices in very different markets in the United States, and you've now grouped together with a few other folks to purchase a franchise in Houston, Texas as well. Jim, what led you guys to that decision? The, the short answer is Jay, uh, frankly. It's, uh, and I think the long answer is we saw some folks around the country that were starting to acquire other markets. And the fire that you heard from Jay there just a few minutes ago was enough for him to start calling people that he trusted. And likewise, we trusted Jay and put together initially eight of us ended up being seven. And so here we are talking to you about a phenomenal opportunity that was presented to us and move forward. I think the thing that's really interesting about the Jampro system, I mean, it's 30 years old now, right? And so when we talk with our clients about why franchising, we always try to get to what is your why? A huge opportunity is legacy strategy, just like how you're involved, Sean, now because of what your dad began and you've been able to carry on and continue to build. But legacy always isn't an option, right? Some people don't have kids or their kids don't want to be involved. So now you're seeing these opportunities inside of the system that you can purchase markets like you were able to do with the Houston market. So I think it's really great that you've all come together and are now kind of managing that market. And I want to take a step back for a minute because We've mentioned the name a few times. We've said that you're regional franchise developers of Jampro. And to my knowledge, it still is the number one commercial cleaning franchise opportunity out there. Jay, can you just explain more about the Jampro model? Sure. We are a three-tiered brand. Uh, it's made up of Jampro Systems International and then Jampro Franchise Development. That is the business that we own. And then we have the Jampro cleaning and disinfecting, which is what the certified business owners own. Uh, Jampro Systems International is the parent company of all three brands. And this brand sells exclusive Jampro franchise development territories and provides certification and support to help grow our business. And us as the Jampro franchise development, we sell Jampro cleaning and disinfecting franchise licenses to entrepreneurs within our defined territory. We do the certifications, ongoing coaching, administrative support, and give them access to contracts to help grow their business. And then the CBOs who own the Jampro cleaning and disinfecting franchises, these are the certified business owners that the, what the public thinks of when they think of Jampro. Uh, they operate their cleaning businesses and service their clients, clients while providing support to continuously grow their business. That is what the brand is. The certified business owner piece is so fantastic, and it really is what sets this model apart so exponentially because many people think about business ownership and they say, that's unattainable. That's for somebody else. I only have such a small amount of money that I could invest, and I don't even know if I should invest that, but I really want that dream of business ownership. 
And one of the things that's so special about the Jan Pro system is it allows these people to invest that small amount of money and become these certified business owners. Sean, can you dive into what that opportunity looks like for a certified business owner? I would love to hear any success stories, day in the life, whatever you want to share about this. Yeah, absolutely. So Sam, one of the best things about Jan Pro is you know, somebody can come in and say, all I have is about, you know, $2,500, right? That's in Raleigh. That's what we require when you add up the cost of the franchise and the cost of the chemicals and equipment to get started. So the thought of someone to say, hey, you know, I want to own my own cleaning business, be a part of a franchise, and it's going to be under $3,000 is, is that's really hard to find, especially with something that's been as established and structured as JanPro for being a 30-year-old brand at this point. When I meet people, I, I, I get excited because I get to explain to them, you know, my background, my story. I also get to hear their background and their story. And then finally, 20 minutes in, I'm talking about JanPro and they're like, oh, we're finally getting to what I'm here for. And then I'm like, yeah, the reason why I spent the first 20 to 30 minutes talking to you and getting to know you is you're the foundation. You're the foundation that I have to build the franchise upon together with you hand in hand. So understanding that foundation, understanding what it takes to run a successful franchise. It's not just about the cost, right? It's about that what this person can handle. And what that person can handle is so heavily, heavily dependent on whether this is going to be something they're doing on the weekend, whether this is going to be something they want to do full time, whether this is something they want to do during the day with or, or after hours or a combination of both, whether they're going to do it on their own or with a spouse or with a bunch of employees and whether they have a background in commercial cleaning or they have no background in commercial cleaning. Uh, the nice thing about this industry is it's really easy to figure out how to pick up a mop, how to run a vacuum. And again, bring those natural soft skills of, uh, hey, you know, how do I build a relationship with others? And how do I stay focused and committed to the to following a model? So, you know, my my biggest appreciation is is watching someone who came to me and they said, hey, you know, I worked at a factory. I punched a time card, clock in, clock out 60 hours a week. And then when my boss and supervisors told me that I couldn't work overtime, that was a change of lifestyle. I mean, that's that's 20 hours of income, overtime income, time and a half that I'm not getting anymore. I need to do something else. I need to be in control of my destiny. And that opportunity that we give these individuals who, you know, fast forward three to four years after they get started, they work 40 hours or less in JanPro alone, running their cleaning and disinfecting business. And they're making more money than they did when they worked 60 hours in a factory punching a time card. That's the stories that I like to hear that keep me going and also in turn sharing with others down the road to get them a part of this as well. It really is so special. I mean, there are some incredible people that we meet and we say, you know, we, unfortunately we don't have anything in our portfolio that we can show. And there have been countless times that I've said, but I know of a great franchise opportunity that you can get in in a smaller investment point. And when I worked for Jam Pro and I 
got to be a part of the national conventions or meetings and get to hear some of the stories of really successful entrepreneurs in the system that have been able to scale that maybe they started out really part time and now they're employing so many people inside of their businesses. So it really is such a special piece. And, and I love that you talk about that they are the foundation of the business and you guys wouldn't have a business without them and how much you value and appreciate having them as, as your business partners. So we, I want to talk a little bit about day in the life. So Jim, maybe I'll, I'll ask you this question. Tell us a little bit about what the day in the life looks like for you as a regional franchise business developer. We, you know, Monday through Friday, that's our business, right? For us in our office. And we basically mirror what any businesses that will be serviced through the Jampro model um, would have their hours. Uh, the exceptions being restaurants and maybe a couple other things. But, you know, we start our day every day. We come in Monday's uh, beginning of the week. We see how we perform the prior week, just checks and balances to make sure we're all on the same page. And then throughout the week, we have daily meetings from an operations standpoint to ensure that, as you know, Sean alluded to, our foundation and our client is the certified business owner. So we we track everything behind them in our operations model to make sure that if they're having issues, we're there to we don't we don't hold their hands per se because they're their own business owner. We do work with them to make sure that they have gap closure if they have any gaps. And then we praise them when they do well. That's the most important thing that you can do in any kind of business is the people that are representing the brand like them. We need to make sure when they get that nine or 10 rating from a customer service rep, we praise the heck out of them and say, thank you for doing what you do to build this brand. Uh, and then throughout that day, operationally, we're, we're growing the business. And as we grow the business, we extend those offers to the business owners, the certified business owners. And... From there, they can accept it or decline it. And once they accept it, it starts off a process of where the customer truly is theirs too. It's it's not ours, it's their customer. So they're our customer. The client that we get for them, they sign and the client signs and that becomes their customer that they service for as long as they can keep it uh, at the end of the day. So what we really focus on though is the service is a given. You have to do well at cleaning. Uh, it's not the sexiest thing in the world, that's for sure. However, everybody needs it. It's all about the relationship that they have and their urgency around communication and the things that they need to make sure that their client is taken care of and they meet or exceed the expectations they have for their business. You said something that we say a lot when we're talking to clients. This isn't the sexiest business. This probably isn't where you're going to imagine yourself, um, you know, we're invested in a pest control business, my husband and I. And if you would have told me that I'd be in pest control, I would have said, no way. But Janpro, like so many dirty jobs businesses, it checks so many boxes that when you're looking at business opportunities, you really want to make sure they have. I'm going to go around with all of you guys, and I would love for you to just share what's your personal compelling reason for choosing franchise ownership? So, Jay, I will start with you. Well, I did it on my own for a long time, and I realized that you are by yourself. Uh, your competitors you cannot share with. Uh, so it is you and your family that are the only ones that really get to celebrate. 
And with franchising model, there's a hundred other Janpro regional developers that I get to talk to if I want on a daily basis. Uh, that's how this partnership started. Uh, you're turning acquaintances into partners and friends for life. And you don't get that when you own a business as a sole proprietor. I love that. You're never truly alone because entrepreneurship can be really, really lonely. And there's a lot of times, even in a franchise system, where you're like, am I the only one going through this? But usually you can call one or two people and they're like, no, no, you're not. We've yeah. been there. Here's how you get out. And you you align yourself strategically, as you guys have done, with other people that want to win. And I love that about franchising. It's just, it's competitive, but it lacks the cutthroat nature because you're you're not in the same market as everybody else. So Sean, I would love to ask you the same question. What's your personal compelling reason for franchise business ownership? Well, if you once you find the right franchise, right? Because I'll be honest, the hardest thing is figuring out what the right franchise model is and also filtering what the right franchise model is. Because if you talk to anyone in franchise development, their franchise is the best. <laughs> then it becomes easy after that, as long as you can read instructions and follow a model. Um, and I say easy very lightly. It, it is a lot of hard work. It's a lot of perseverance. It's a lot of uh, persistence. Uh, and, and of course, grit. Grit is the fuel that keeps us all operating, in my opinion, in this world. Um, I'm a big believer that, hey, you know, I, I, I can preach quality, right? I can preach quality in how we act, how we operate our business models. I tell, you know, cleaning and disinfecting certified business owner prospects all the time that in this industry, you can't get by with good work speaks for itself. Quality, you know, good work's not going to speak for itself until toilet bowls and trash cans learn how to speak. Um, so that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the other aspect, the other side of the coin is, okay, you got quality down. Now it's about relationship. It's about relationship. It's about what Jim talked about earlier, about that immediacy of response and having good communication, coaching, these individuals, once again, a lot of people that we work with that I've a lot of my most successful certified business owners here in the Raleigh market are people that have never owned a business prior. And now you're coaching them and guiding them on how to do more than just that job. Right. And hey, you know, if you can take out the trash every day, if you can dust the blinds once a week, well, you can also go and visit your customer once every month or once every few weeks and just proactively ask them, how's it going? So these are, the, once again, the things that people bring to the table, the foundations that we build upon. And, you know, a good franchise, I've, I've said for years, it's like buying a car. You know, you, you buy a car, you have the driver, you, you as the driver are setting the goals of where this car is going to take you. You didn't build the car. You didn't design the car. Someone else did, but now you own it. And as you're driving that car, you got a gas pedal and a brake pedal. You know, in our business, gas is growth, brake is control, you know, slowing down so you don't grow out of control. Um, I've seen a lot of certified business owners, especially when I first started here, uh, drive too fast and all of a sudden they crash. Uh, so, so to me, it's, it's, it's about remembering that, Hey, you know, you don't need a franchise to do what you do. It just makes it so that you get to your goals quicker and sooner. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm not questioning why I put gas in my gas tank or, or, or maintaining my vehicle because it takes me where I want to go. I like that a lot. It takes you where you want to go. And it is hard to find the right brand. We, Brittany and I have made a whole career out of helping people navigate that. So I do think it's 
definitely there's a lot of stuff out there and different people are looking for different things. So Jim, I want you to answer that same question. What's your personal compelling reason for franchise business ownership? Three-part answer. All right. The first thing is it's, it's uh, in my career, I, I was always in operations. I had hundreds of people working in the plants that I worked in. And to be successful in the things that I had to do with that many folks, you had to have a servant model where the most important person in that model are the people that are on the ground, boots on the ground, the folks that are doing that. This model with Jampro emulates that very well. So it was, as I went through, we had five opportunities. We were presented two of them and this by far stood out. And then, you know, the rest is kind of history. Like I mentioned before, where just talking to other business owners, visiting regional offices before we actually purchased just to see how it actually played out uh, was fantastic. So the servant model is the first part of that. Secondly, and it's a little bit hindsight, after we started our business, I met with a business coach and we were, you know, the business side of things were done. It was just getting to know each other. And he started talking, he goes, you know, one of the one of the things that I always do with someone that wants to start their own business is give them a franchise model book on how you start a business. He goes statistically at that time, about seven years ago, 75 percent of franchises succeed and 10 percent of people that start their own business succeed. So from a number standpoint, it's pretty much a layup on which way would I go if I were to go do it? So a little bit hindsight, we already made the decision, but as I've talked to folks and I disclose them on the opportunity, I always discuss that with them too. So that's in the U.S. too. Not sure about Jampro's a global organization, but it's definitely an easy one too. The third part of it, I would tell you is it's a story. After we were in this business, I have a brother who is an accelerator physicist. So most of you don't even know what that is. I can't even hardly spell accelerator. Uh, it's he he spent uh, after the mid nineties when a large government contract was canceled. He spent over twenty years just drifting around the country, finding jobs, uh, entry level teaching positions until he's actually a little biased, but he's one of the smartest people I know. He finally landed a job in the defense sector of of the government and they use his brain now uh very successful now though but one of the things he looked at me and the success that ann and i were having in our business he goes he just kind of shook his head he goes i should have got into food or cleaning i mean a phd in something like that and it was just one of those things is an aha moment it's like the simplest things in life can get you much farther than the most complex things so uh, you don't have to boil the ocean when it comes to this. And as Sean was alluding to just a few minutes ago, follow this model and you'll be successful. We're not number one rated because we don't have a good model. It's all because of that and the folks that work within it. So that's my three-part answer. I love it. And following the model, that is why we all invest in franchise systems to have systems and support and a model and other franchisees to call on. So lots of great nuggets for our listeners. And we always love to hear best piece of, it, of advice from our, from our guests too. I mean, you have all attained a great amount of success in what you do and help really change some lives. 
So Jay, I'll start with you. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Well, I, I didn't know a lot of people because I always ran my business, so I didn't get a lot of advice. But I always tell my children, <laughs> over deliver on everything you promise and you'll be just fine. That is so important. I would rather over deliver than over promise any day of the week. And I think that's so transferable, not only in business, with your kids, anything in your life. So, Sean, I'm going to ask you the same question. What's your best piece of advice? Well, with, with my partners in Houston, my best advice is to just shut up and listen to them because I'm so, you know, I'm the baby in the group and they're all much smarter and wiser than I am. <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I think the best advice I've ever received is, is something that took me probably a good 10 years in this business to figure out, but it's to not be afraid to overuse the phrase, I am sorry. Um, I used to see that as a sign of weakness, like, oh, if I'm saying I'm sorry, then I'm, I'm, I'm giving in, I'm capitulating, I'm, I'm, you know, folding. But man, is it liberating when you can apologize to someone and then you put them in the driver's seat and the power seat and they're like, okay, well, this is what I want. This is how I, you can help me. This is what we can do. And, 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 and a lot of the times it's not them telling me that it's me saying, I'm sorry. So now let's, what can we do moving forward to fix this? What can we do moving forward to, to solve this issue or, or, or to give you your request? Um, whether that's, you know, one of my clients being my CBOs or whether that's a situation we're navigating with our CBOs in working with them on their clients, that, that facility receiving service. Or, you know, one of my operations personnel at JanPro office here in Raleigh, you know, he, he, he sometimes will say, Sean, you apologize to us a lot. You're the boss. I'm like, well, yeah, that's why I apologize. Because, you know, you invested uh, your time and effort to work here. Anybody can write you a check. So I'm sorry. Well, that's that's a really good point. And I think just taking some ownership, right? And some people feel like they always have to be right. And they always have to be the one with all the answers. And I think if you're willing to to apologize and take any ownership, that goes a long way. Yeah. And Jim, I'll wrap up with you. I'm going to ask you the same question. Best piece of advice. As it relates to why I'm on this call today, I was meeting with an executive recruiter at the end of 2015 to talk about what my next steps are. And he says, so what are your plans? I go, you know, do what I was doing or consult and travel a lot. And he goes, what else? And I go, I, I don't have anything else. He says, he goes, uh, you know, based on talking to you, I think you should buy a business. And I sat there and went, well, that's kind of contrary to why I'm sitting here talking to you. And he goes, yeah, I could do well selling you to another company, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, I think you're at a point in your career where it's time for you to do something different. And I have many examples I could share with you of people that have left the executive level roles and moved into something like what we're talking about today. Best piece of advice. So what I would say is you never know where that advice is going to come from. Always keep learning and listening. You may be sitting in a room with who knows who, and they're going to tell you something that you would just say, wow, never even thought of that, right? Um, this, In this case, this was definitely a life-changing event. 
for us to go do this, to put everything we had into it. And uh, very scary, butterflies, you name it. Ann and I were just nervous as all get out on May 23rd in 2016 when we opened this business. And Ann would be the first one to tell you, she goes, I wouldn't have done this. And three years later, she goes, that's the best decision we ever made. So listen to people, right? There's a lot of people out there, including the folks who are on this call today, they could tell you why you should consider something or potentially think about it. So listen to others. There's a lot of people that can help you along the way in life. Yeah, there are a lot of smart people. And I love that you bring that up that, you know, it was scary and we didn't know if we should do this. And now look at where you are now. And so I just love hearing success stories in franchising. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time with us. We know how busy you are running so many markets between the three of you. So thank you guys very much for your time. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.